Today we come to 2 Corinthians 3. Uh, in review of uh, chapter 2, we covered two things here. We covered the triumph and effect of the ministry of the new covenant. And this Paul expresses very clearly in verse 14 of chapter 2, where he says, Thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in the Christ, and manifests the savor of the knowledge of him through us in every place. As those that are being led in triumph in the Christ, something is manifested through us. It's a savor. It's a fragrance that is manifested through us in every place. And this fragrance causes there to be effect in people. In verse 16, that effect is either life unto life or death unto death. Now in chapter 3, we're going to continue to look at the ministry of the New Covenant and begin to look at the ministers of the New Covenant. We'll cover three things here in chapter 3. Number one, we'll cover the function and competency of the ministry of the New Covenant, which is in verses 1 through 6. Two, we'll cover its glory and superiority in 7 through 11. And finally, we'll look at the beginning of a long section on the ministers of the New Covenant, that are constituted by and with the life-giving and transforming spirit. So Paul begins by beginning begins to speak about the function and competency of this ministry. The function is to inscribe living letters of Christ, and its competency, the qualification, is God himself. Verse 3 begins with being manifested that you are a letter of Christ, ministered by us, inscribed not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tablets of stone, but in the fleshy tablets of the heart. The Spirit of the living God here is not an instrument like a pen for writing, but the very element like the ink, which the apostles minister as the content for, for the writing of living letters that convey Christ. Just consider this, the more the apostles ministered to you, the more they put into you the element of the life-giving spirit. Uh, we could use an illustration of writing with ink on a piece of paper. The more we write on a piece of paper, the more ink is added to the paper. And in the same principle, the more we come under the ministry of the apostles, the more the life-giving spirit is added to us. So we have to ask this question at this point. Yes, the, minister, the Spirit is being added to us, but where? Where is this letter being written? And in the verse that we just quoted, it says, on the fleshy tablets of the heart. This is where living letters of Christ are being written into us. And this implies that Christ is written into every part of our inner being. And what is this for? That he may be expressed in us and be read by others in us. The more we come under this writing, the more when we're with others, they begin to read not just who we are, but there's something else they read. They read the Christ that's been written into us. And in verses 4 and 5, Paul goes on to say that such confidence we have through Christ toward God, not 
that we are sufficient of ourselves to account anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. So Paul gives all the glory to God and recognizes that the sufficiency to write living letters of Christ is only of God himself. Then we come to the second section of this chapter, which is in verses 7 through 11, and we come here to the glory and the superiority of the new covenant ministry. The writing that we just talked about is inward, but the glory is outward. The writing element is something hidden within us, but the glory is expressed. Actually, we could say that the glory is the shining out of the hidden substance. So in verse 7, Paul says that the ministry of the old covenant, it says, came in glory. But in verse 8, he indicates that the ministry of the Spirit is in glory. There's a big difference here between the old covenant and the new, and the, uh, the new covenant. To come in glory is something temporary, but to be in glory is something permanent. The old glory came for a while, and then it disappeared. And this is clearly shown in the fact that as Moses came down from the mountain and his face was shining, they had to put a veil over his face. And the reason they had to put a veil over his face is because there was a fading to that glory. That glory was a fading glory. It did not remain, and it was not permanent. But the new glory something now that's being written into us. This new glory is here and it remains. Thus, it is a something superior. It is a superior ministry. In the last section of this chapter, Paul comes to a long section, which is referring to the ministers of the new covenant. And according to 3.12 through 18, these ministers are constituted by and with the Lord as the life-giving and transforming Spirit. And if we understand these aspects of the Spirit, we will begin to see the constitution of the New Testament ministers. So there's a process to their being constituted, and this is expressed in verses 16 through 18. 16 says, but whenever it turns to the Lord, this refers to the heart, whenever the heart turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. In verse 17, it says, And the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom from the bondage of the law. Finally, in 18, Paul goes on to say, And we all, now with unveiled face, beholding and reflecting as a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as from the Spirit. So first, the heart turns to the Lord and the veil is taken away. Second, the Lord as the Spirit frees us from the bondage of the law. And finally, with an unveiled face, we as a mirror behold and reflect the glory of the Lord. And we are being transformed into his image from glory to glory. When we, with an unveiled face, are beholding and reflecting the glory of the Lord, something is happening. He's infusing us with the elements of what he is and what he's done. And thus, we are being transformed metabolically into his image. And it's through such a process of transformation that we are constituted to be ministers of Christ by the Spirit with the elements of Christ's person and work. When a person is, becomes a constitution of Christ and with Christ, 
then our ministry becomes a ministry of Christ to others. So in summary, we looked at, number one, the function and competency of the ministry to write living letters and the competency is of God. Two, we looked at the glory and superior that this this ministry of the new covenant is something that came in glory, excuse me, is in glory, not came in glory, is in glory, and it remains forever. And finally, we looked at the ministers of the new covenant and how they are constituted by and with the life-giving spirit and the transforming spirit.